0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Thank you, thank you all, Hunter,
0: for joining me for this short episode of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. We show the queen, quet head, the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that Hunter tuned in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, where we keep uplifting to the living legacy and pay ancestral homage. Well, this evening, we're going to get right to it because we have to do it. We're getting right for get out ya to get back out on the healing in the land World well Tour. So we ain't gonna do no long broadcast this evening. We got a real short one for hundred chillin' and thing like that. So you can pass them around. But this I wind down. So this year evening we will crack we teeth and this only gonna be the first time we go crack we teeth some more on the same topic, here yeah? About museumization versus movement. So this year evening we wanna dedicate this year program to all the freedom fighters like a Gully jack, like kiddo, like September Point set Clark, that you saw Jenkins. Now, all of these young ones were going over into the realm of our ancestors, Denmark, Vesey, but they are in a fight whole time to make sure we can stand on the issue. So let me take a moment of silence for that. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Well, I'm so glad that I had to leave it a time for cracking my teeth. with on the chilling, the scene and a thing like that. So let me just get right to them, the thing like that. I want to go to them, the other rest of the are so all these chill around the world can get to and thing like that. And I'm definitely on my way to the U.K., so I'm looking forward to seeing you all there, and I will be doing a presentation in Preston next week on Monday, one week from today, that's entitled The Reality of Being Gullah Geechee. And part of the reason I need to do that is because there has been a consistency in museumization attempts against movement, okay? Because we start a movement for self-determination that is internationally known, internationally recognized, when this movement came about at first in 1999, people weren't really clear what it meant. And many thought that we were just getting together and just going to have a function or so at Sullivan's Island and... It was just, you know, a random black set of people gathering, not really understanding at that point legacy and legislation and not overstanding human rights law and how that protects our cultural community. Well, because we are a linguistic, ethnic, and national minority, as Gullah Geechee's, that are here from Jacksonville, North Akalaki to Jacksonville, Florida on D.C. Island, 35 miles inland to the mainland, and the rest of the Gullah Geechee diaspora that has scattered to various other states of the United States and elsewhere, people thought that, okay, well, they're coming together, they're doing this, this is the first time, this is quaint, this is interesting. But they didn't recognize that it was also now going to be something that would challenge the narrative that had been put out consistently and constantly, that the only people that were here were just Negroes, the only people that were on the coast were just African-American, not recognizing the value of knowing the ethnicity of the particular group that's under the categorization of being called Africans in America, and then not recognizing that we have the intellectual capacity, the vocal ability to actually tell our own story, that we no longer need to allow anyone to go forward with their agenda, that we do not have to be part and parcel to a tourism industry that is fueling our exploitation and our annihilation, because many of the people who bought into being the props for museums, for these gatherings now that are happening at places and spaces that are not Gullah Geechee operated. There's not a dime of that money that's really going to get to anyone other than the performers. But the institutions are not Gullah Geechee owned and operated. Many of them historically were either plantations. They were missionary schools that beat Gullah out of people. They were places and spaces where being African was unacceptable. That was the entire reason why corporal punishment was continually issued against those of us who speak Gullah fluently. But thank God all of we have it long, that the last reading of we are okay then. So there are plenty of us that still speak the language fluently and fortunately learned how to effectively and efficiently code switch so that our culture could survive and thrive. What wasn't expected was that we would not simply buy into what had been promoted to us through the miseducation system, that our ancestors had done nothing, that there was nothing in our communities of value, that there weren't any stories to tell besides us being in a cotton rice or indigo fields, singing, stirring grits, sewing baskets and presenting us in this way as these happy Negroes all the time, wherein people were rising up because everything wasn't happy during the transatlantic slave trade. Everything wasn't happy during the United States domestic slave trade. During the colonies' formations, everything wasn't happy for people of African descent. So when we have a movement about the human rights, we don't leave out the pain like Frankie Beverly, y'all love Frankie Beverly so much here in the go to Get Your Nation. Remember, the song is Joy and Pain, okay? So there's the joyful part, yes, that we're still here, that we have survived, we have thrived, we have a living, breathing culture that is here. But the pain is that people would sit and let us die, let our entire sets of our families and every family compound on this coast get removed as long as they have a museum here, whether that museum is operated by a Gullah Geechee person or not, because what they feel they could do then is interpret your story and present that narrative in the fashion that they would like. And it's mostly fashioned in accordance with the Lost Cause Doctrine that was put forth by the Daughters of the Confederacy. That became what we were taught in the schools in in the Carolinas, Georgia and Florida And some might say were They are still being taught this We've seen the denigration of Gullah Geechee culture In terms of what South Carolina's history books Has out there It is so watered down You would figure it ran through the creek a few times It does not speak of the human rights movement That is continuing to be underway Why do I point that out? Because what you put into these students' minds These become your museum curators later what you put into books, that's what people go and find and they quote later. That's what becomes captions on walls and becomes information put in documentaries shown at institutions that of museums. So if people can control the narrative and make it seem as if everyone is docile, they've always been docile. There have never been uprisings. They leave out Gullah Jack. They leave out Denmark Vessie. They leave out Cato. They leave out Angolans. They leave out of Queen Quet. They leave out of Wisdom Circle Council of Elders. They leave these names, these positions, these fighters out of the discussion and definitely don't write about them or don't write about them in any way that would actually show that they had titles and positions and leadership ability and that they actually had people that had put them in those positions. And, whoa, those people looked like them. And people in their cracky like Arisha. Those people were people of African descent. The movement is what they didn't want written about. The state paper recently wrote an article where we actually protested against Bay Point here on St. Helena Island. But if you read the state newspaper, it looked like it was fine. Like it was it was okay. Now, how did they write of me without my title, without my position? It's not there, as if I'm not that. Said I was a resident of St. Helena. Just minimize people, and then this way in the future, nobody actually can uncover what isn't there. Either don't write about them at all, don't put anything in your institutions about them at all, and if you do put it in there, Alter it so it fits our lost cause doctrine because these people of African descent ought to remain in their place, and we have a place for them. We'll put their history, their culture, according to our narrative, in museums. People can then pay us to come learn the story about them because we will be the docents, we'll be the administrators, we'll be the curators. This has happened repeatedly time and again, and y'all might say, well, why bring it up now? It ain't the first time, and it won't be the last. But I'm bringing it up in particular because the International African-American Museum will break ground, or so they're saying. It's a, a groundbreaking ceremony, but the ground's actually broken already. After almost 20 years, we are finally seeing where they're going to place this institution that we as steering committee members and founding board members said would not compromise the truth. I'm saddened because the date got chosen, and then I got told about it after the fact, and I will actually be in the U.K. because we need to deal with other international matters, especially as it pertains to cultural heritage and climate change. Because if we don't deal with these matters, all the museums would be destroyed by the environmental harm that's coming. So who has the knowledge of what to do to live in balance? Who has the knowledge to contribute to that discussion? Again, the indigenous people, the native people, the Gullah Geechee. But does anyone ever ask us our story? Or do they just still, in the back of their minds, think these are backward, ignorant, funny-talking people, so they don't have the intellectual capacity to actually Give us information. Well, we've begun to challenge that narrative ever since the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors this broadcast came into existence over 20 years ago. Gullah Geechee.net. Go to Gullah Geechee.net. You can also follow me at Gullah Geechee on Instagram and on Twitter, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. And yeti, from we, who we be? Who well, they have a wit for yeti and other people's story you know, museum. But here it is. I'm proud I Am is coming, and I'm looking forward to us telling our story in I Am. I'm proud that with the Garvin Garvey House in Bluffton, we've been able to contribute to the narrative that's going on the walls. I'm happy that I had an opportunity to go to the Hutchinson House, and if you go to Gullah TV, you can learn about the Hutchinson House, you can learn also some about the Garvin Garvey House because I haven't done my major broadcast yet about that. But these are Freedmen's Homes. These are the new houses, but these are the now the new entities for the cultural tourism realm. And if it wasn't for us standing up and speaking out before now, we wouldn't be asked to come in those walls, in those doors, and help write the stories now. That's what a movement does. It should move people to change. It should move us and inspire us into the future. And while we go into the future, we need to be like the Sankofa bird and not forget our story and what was in the past. So go back and accept it. But where, if honey ain't know where Hunter the from, honey ain't going to know where Hunter the So I'm saying to all of you, when you come this way, please get with the living story. Talk to the people. Be a part of our movement. Support what we are doing to stay alive and thrive. And don't just go into a museum and help the museumization and then say you know all about the Gullah Geechee Nation. Peace and blessings. This is Queen Quet, head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad you're tuning tune in for this short broadcast from Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. See you soon. Peace and blessings.